In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for your sake he forgives you all your sin. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament for Populous Zion, the second Sunday in Advent, is from the prophet Malachi, the fourth chapter. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
the epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 15. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Now, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may, with one mind and one mouth, glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, receive one another, just as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers, and that the Gentiles might glorify God for His mercy, as it is written. For this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again He says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with His people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud Him, all you peoples. And again, Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear, and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Then he spoke to them in a parable. 
Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with caressing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that day come to you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass, and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
The Spirit and the Church cry out, all those who await his appearance pray. Come, Lord Jesus. The whole creation pleads. Come, Lord Jesus. The time of Advent is a time of joyful expectation. It certainly includes the expectation and hope in what happens on a day that we all know is coming soon. The day is coming soon. We all know it's set. It's set in the future here, and we confess words about it all the time. I'm not talking about Christmas Day. I'm talking about the day that we do not know the date of, but we know he will come to judge the living and the dead. The judge himself prophesies his own coming. The powers of the heavens will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And so, Advent is the season when we look to Jesus, who comes to judge all the people from all time, especially those of us here in the church, us children of God. Normally, the word judgment seems kind of like a bad word. We hear it that way. Well, why? Because inevitably, we are all found guilty of something. And in that context, we hear a judgment pronounced on us. You're late. You're speeding. You're rude. You're out of control. These are all judgments given against us, and they do condemn us. But don't forget that in a courtroom, there is another sort of judgment possible, too. Not guilty, innocent, vindicated. In such a situation, the judgment stands that you are not condemned, but you are free of all charges. And of course, there must be evidence. You've heard innocent until proven guilty. But see, in the real world of sin and pain, every man is born guilty. For every man bears the sin of his father and his father's father and his father's father's father. Every man daily struggles much with death and the devil, with his own sinful nature. There is not one who is innocent of sin. No, not one. But this real world would not be complete without the Advent hope the advent hope of Christ's coming judgment. When Christ comes again, he will judge you as he himself earned for you. Innocent, not guilty. You are vindicated. He is free from all charges, although the devil, the world, and the doubting Jews waved accu accusations in his face. Pontius Pilate could find no evidence of sin in the man. Not one. Jesus needed to become flesh so that he could hang here. He needed to become true man so that he could judge you, true man, as innocent in his place. He came in the flesh in order to change and charge his own courtroom innocent upon to you, not guilty. While there is certainly evidence of your sin, 
Christ's sacrificial blood covers that evidence. The judge doesn't see your wrath. He doesn't see your doubt. He doesn't see your inadequacies. All the judge sees is Christ's innocent blood. You would not place your hope on a whim. And you would not stake your entire life and eternal salvation on being some sort of mere gamble. But there is certain hope and confident trust in this saying, Jesus Christ, your redemption is drawing near. Christ is your hope. He gives you the promise and he himself fulfills it for he is the hope. He has risen from the dead so that you will rise from the dead and you receive good judgment. Innocent. Now that's power. That's glory. It's God's power to save. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory, here to give judgments that you are consigned to eternal life in heaven. It is a future that is certain now when you hear these words. It is the judgment that you Christians will hear then, but it is already decided now. You are judged as righteous because Christ is righteous. You are judged full of justice because Christ is just. You already know what you will hear on the last day. Your hope is justification by faith. The payment blood of Jesus redeems you from your own sin and torment. And that is why Jesus says, lift up your heads. Because you feel secure in the precious gifts of Christ given for you, word and sacrament. What is there to fear? God is on your side. He has already given you his son of righteousness, and he gives you his healing here in this nave. Now, there are two contexts in which you can live then, while you wait for the end days. The first context is to live in the fear of the world, to live in the fear of the current generation's sin, in fear of those who are rejecting this judgment that is offered to them, those consigned to a life in hell. You can live in fear of them. And there is plenty to fear. Economic downturn, insufferable people at work, family strife, homes falling apart. And there's much worse that can come. And you do hear of it in today's reading. Distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and expectation of those things coming on the earth. Men's hearts failing them of those things they expect here on the earth. In other words, anything bad can come. The government could revoke your right to be here to worship. We could have a world war. Your family could be torn apart physically and emotionally by any number of false ideologies. Although it's true that these things attack us, if we live in fear and worry about them, we are making an idol. And so you see, there is a second context in which you can live while you wait for the end days. Not in the fear of the world, but in the fear of the Lord. 
God directs us thus with his wise law, you shall have no other gods. You should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. In this context, there is no fear, but only the safety of God's word. Listen again to your hope, O people of Zion. Listen to your hope. But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. What is there to fear for the Christian? The answer is nothing. Nothing to fear because your hope in this Advent season is not founded on how well your Christmas season or your Advent season comes and goes, but it's founded on what is always coming to you, God himself in the flesh who puts his name on you. The same crucified and glorified Son of Man comes again on the last day to raise you from the dead and to judge you righteous, innocent, not guilty. He takes your sin He replaces your worry with confident trust and hope in him. And while you're waiting, he gives you daily gifts of sustenance. Food, drink, house, home, good family, good friends, and the like. He gives you a support group right here in this place. He gives you gifts that you don't even think about, such as The world has mathematical order that it doesn't get ripped apart at its seams for physics. He gives you the gift of communication that you might hear the word of God. God gives you daily bread and eternal bread. And those things continue to sustain you until the last day. He is your hope. He is your anchor. And that judgment that was proclaimed to you from the cross is yours even today. Jesus said... Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. That's hope. And in this hope, you stand righteous before the Son of Man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I believe in God the Father Let us pray for the newness of life in Christ. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon ourselves the armor of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your Son, Jesus Christ, 
came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the civil authorities, for the preservation of the rule of law and justice among us, and for the church under persecution. Almighty God, grant integrity and faithfulness to all who serve in the government of this United States. Establish the rule of law and maintain justice among us. Curb the gross outbreaks of evil in our society so that the ministry of your church may not be hindered. Arrest and suppress those forces who seek to destroy your church. Uphold, strengthen, and comfort all who are persecuted for the name of Jesus. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for Bethany Christensen, Sue Kacklemeyer, Evan McMiller, and Kayla Kittemeyer, who celebrate baptismal birthdays this week. Gracious Lord, we give thanks for the forgiveness of sins, for deliverance from death and from the devil, and for the gift of eternal salvation and holy baptism. Preserve our brothers and sisters in the promises of their baptism. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for Mark Gretzinger recuperating from knee surgery, George Kaminsky recuperating from pneumonia, Anna Steinhild recuperating from colon surgery, infant chase in treatment for seizures, Patty Roth in rehab, and Reverend Willie, Reverend Boringer, Jean Royce, Michael, and Gabby in various stages of cancer treatment. O Father of mercies and God of all comfort, our only hope in time of need, look with favor upon your servants, Assure them of your mercy, deliver them from the temptations of the evil one, and give them patience and comfort in their infirmities. Strengthen and heal them according to your good and gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for the aged and shut-in members of our congregation. Gracious Father, in your mercy, look on those whose increasing years bring them weakness, anxiety, distress, or loneliness. Grant that they may always know and care, know your care and respect, know your concern and understanding. Grant them willing hearts to accept help, and as their strength wanes, increase their faith with the constant assurance of your love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Let us pray for Sue Everhart and Lyle Wolin in hospice care, and for Mark Thoney's Aunt Karen, who suffered a seizure yesterday and has been placed in hospice care. Merciful Father, God of all truth, we commend our sisters and brothers into your gracious keeping. Guard and shield them from all the powers of darkness as they walk through the valley of the shadow of death. At your appointed time, Deliver them from this veil of tears. Strengthen and support their families as they give care to their loved ones in their final days. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Let us pray 
for the family of Janice Wolin, who mourn her death. Heavenly Father, give courage and faith to the bereaved, that within the communion of your church, they may have strength to meet the days ahead in the assurance of a holy and certain hope and in the joyful expectation of eternal life with those they love who have departed in the faith. Lord, in your mercy. All these petitions, Lord, and whatever else you know that we need, grant us for the sake of him who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits to me? I will offer the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call on the name of the Lord. I will take the cup of salvation and will call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places Give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and calling sinners to repentance that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gathered in the name and the remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim our Lord's death until he comes. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and to drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and passion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Let us pray. Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, You have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of Your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage that on the day of His coming we may, together with all Your saints, Celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in His kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, Your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with You and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with His favor and give you peace. Amen.
Look, Pastor Gelbach turned into Pastor Bender. <laughs> it's a sleight of hand. I only have one brief announcement this morning. Um, we have one week left of school before our Christmas break. And if you are interested at all in showing appreciation for our teachers and faculty, we have a nice bulletin board with Christmas tree ornaments. And if you're interested, just take one and bring it over to the raise right counter. Um, I cannot be more appreciative of the teachers. This year it has been such a wonderful year of growing and um, teamwork together with them. And it has been very lifting up, I think. So feel free to do that. Also, one week from today is the 33rd annual service of lessons and carols. It's at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. All of our choirs, academy choir, cantate choir, cherubs and seraphs, as well as senior choir, will be uh, singing and leading that service. A lot of familiar carols uh, that you will also be invited to participate in. So that's one week from today at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And at about 9.30, we will have our Sunday School Christmas program um, it is the Christmas program involving the Ark of the Covenant, uh, the tabernacle of the Lord among us, and showing the connection between the Old Testament Ark and our Lord Jesus come in the flesh who tabernacles among us. So I hope you will all stay for that. Be aware, uh, John and Mark Thoney will be helping move some platforms in here and so forth shortly. Uh, so look out for them and step aside. I think that's it. Thank you. Have a good week.